0: You're listening to the DCAU Review, hosted by Cal and Liam, streaming on iTunes, Google Podcasts, and at DCAUreview.com. Now, here's today's episode. Welcome, everyone, to episode 59 of the DCAU Review. I'm Cal, and with me, as always, is my good brother, Liam. Liam, we are going to have a historic episode (laughs) of the DCAU Review today. If people are just tuning in, if this is their first episode, or maybe they haven't listened for a while, you are in for a treat today. We are covering an all-time classic, right, Liam? (laughs) Well, depending on your definition of
1: the word classic, uh, if you consider, if you are a fan of the So Bad It's Good, well, first of all, I don't even think this qualifies (laughs) for that, because I did not enjoy myself watching, The, the episode
0: in question is it? The Superman The Animated Series episode, Unity. Which, let's... We're going to be up front. We're not the first person to... or And will not be the last people to express that this is not a good episode. So, uh,
1: we were talking... Well, just a little backstory. When we were planning on doing Superman for this month, we knew we had five Saturdays in the month of June. So we had a... We, and we said, well, we don't want to just, like, pick all the best episodes because since we don't review Superman in order... um. We wanted to try to, uh, we, you know, because then the next time we come back, we just have nothing but bad episodes. So we're trying to space out like the really good ones, and and, and also just maybe take a look at one that's generally been maligned and disliked over the years
0: and see, hey, maybe maybe it wouldn't be so bad. We've you had know? some experience with that as far as Batman the animated series is concerned. We watched the Underdwellers, sure, dollar in that in the bad episode jar, yeah, and we watched. Uh, some people don't like. The Forgotten. Yes. And I think we have a that holds a special place for us. That yeah. tends to be on the lower end of a lot of people's rankings of Batman the Animated Series. There are things that we didn't didn't like about that episode, but still there are episodes that some people may say, This is hot garbage, I don't like this and yeah. doing what we do with our critical eye, we're like, Well, I think there's there's things to enjoy in it or it may just hold a special place in your heart. Yeah. We've also had the flip of that. We had Dollar in the Bat episode jar, Fear of Victory. Yeah. And you and I did not like that episode <laughs> at all. To date. To date. <laughs> it was the lowest
1: uh, scored episode that we've ever had. Fear of Victory, the Batman, uh, Batman episode.
0: Whereas we got a lot of feedback from people saying that they love that episode. That, yeah. that episode is near and dear to them. And they're wrong. <laughs> but <laughs> no, uh, that's their opinion. They're welcome right. to it. So. The episode we started today unity we're gonna we came in with okay maybe that maybe this will be one of those episodes that isn't as bad as people say right. it is right yeah we were i was
1: uh i i sent out a little uh a little dm to the tim talk guys to uh world's finest database to uh the watch watchtower database people and uh a couple other uh uh fellow uh, dcau podcasters and uh Content creators and just said, Hey, you know, we're looking for like a really, like, an episode that's thought of as really bad, a Superman. What do you guys recommend? And almost everybody that I messaged mentioned this episode, as well as one or two other that we'll maybe cover the next time we do a month of Superman episodes. But I was like, But I remembered this one specifically from my childhood. Because uh, this episode terrified me as a seven-year-old child, or whatever I was at the time, I was briefly banned from watching <laughs> Superman the animated series because of it it's... Uh, by my parents. So I like I had a I I kind of I remembered this episode because of that, and because I was not allowed to watch it. I certainly was even when I was allowed again to watch Superman. I wasn't allowed to watch this episode if if it ever did come back on. I wouldn't be surprised if Kids W B just wanted to bury this and never even aired it in a rerun, but
0: I I here's the sad thing. I definitely remember seeing this episode <laughs> and we were talking that the third season didn't get a lot of replay from my recollection because Superman the Animated Series didn't hang didn't have as much staying power yeah. as Batman the animated series, where Batman the Animated Series had You know, tons of many more episodes probably 30-40 more episodes I think than Superman the Animated Series ended with so Superman the Animated Series only had a limited amount that you ran through and those first two seasons you just it was what it's 30 episodes or something like that in those first two seasons so you know you're gonna run through you're gonna double up if you play an episode every single week you're doubling up with you know 20 weeks left to go in the year yeah so there's just going to be some overlap and we saw those episodes over and over again somehow though despite not remembering most of the third season and seeing them over and over again i saw this episode a lot (laughs) a lot a lot a lot and i'm still traumatized as an adult watching this (laughs) thing man uh let's start let's start breaking it down so give me uh, the official imdb synopsis for this fantastic (laughs) classic here um Okay.
1: And the uh, and the uh, <laughs> the synopsis reads as such. <laughs> Upon returning from Metropolis, Kara finds the Kents, and most of the population of Smallville as well, under the thrall of a strange, itinerant
0: preacher. Okay. That is one way to put it. So. So. I'm going to say the only probably positive thing, and I will let you go. And okay. If you have anything positive you want to say. I... Was okay with the opening bit where Kara goes to Metropolis. Yeah, I thought that was, that was fun. That was fun. She's there. She's on big summer break. She can't wait to leave Metrop or can't wait, wait to leave Smallville to go visit Metropolis, hang out with Clark. She's has these pictures that she's sending back to Mom, Pa, Kent of her time there she's doing all these activities she even gets a mention she mentions barbara gordon being yeah. jealous uh which is a throwback to an episode we haven't covered yet but girls night out yeah those two have an interaction and and strike up a friendship so you get you, like that was that was fun yeah that was the fun part of get this a little, episode. a little
1: bit of her fighting uh volcana in in metropolis a little like quick uh like 30 second scene and it's like yeah okay this is and this is cute, this is fun, Little, you know, a little side story here, that's fine. And then, yeah, she comes back to Smallville, and immediately uh, everybody has been uh, put under the influence of this mysterious preacher, who she actually saw when she was getting on the bus he, to go to Metropolis, he was getting off. So... She go so Ma and Pa under the under the control of this guy take her to this circus tent where a giant tentacled alien thing is shooting chemicals into all of these people and I guess draining their life force. Not
0: and explained. then
1: and then the preacher man is also is then draining from the giant tentacle thing. So I guess the idea is the giant alien tentacle thing is like a machine that sucks the life and then shoots it into uh, the the head alien preacher guy uh, Reverend Howell as is is uh, his name is put here. But then from there, so Supergirl escapes. She takes mock Kent with her. They go to a doctor. Uh, mock Kent possesses the doctors, and then Superman uh, figures out how to stop them. Cal and I know you want to talk about this. <laughs> So the resolution
0: I'm I'm, I'm I'm in my 30s and I I again I've seen this episode before and I could not have told you what was happening before. I, I probably would have told you based on and and we actually had to rewind it because there's a line that Superman uses. I thought this whole time the way they were defeating it was ex, was heat vision. yeah they were using heat vision. And then I see the way that it was animated, and it's not red like heat vision. It's burning like heat vision. Yes. Burning these tentacles. But no. Superman discovers, as he's sitting at a desk, using a microscope to observe this alien tentacle, that his X-ray vision affects it somehow. So, for the first time in the history of the Superman character, I'm going to go out on a limb here, They decided, as a plot device in this episode, that when Superman uses his X-ray vision, it projects. So he uses it and projects some sort of radiation of some kind when he uses his X-ray vision, and he's able to focus and project it in such a precise way that he can narrow the scope to the width or length of the tentacles to radiate them, thus... Affecting them, damaging them, and killing them, and yes. thus breaking free the people that are possessed, because we learn that the tentacle or is wrapped around the brainstem of the people, and that's yeah. how the monster is draining from them. Yeah. That is not a thing. Superman, <laughs> That no. Like, it's like, <sighs> I've never heard of Superman's x-ray vision being a literal x-ray. So you're yeah. telling me every time he uses his X-ray vision, it's he's literally taking an he's, X-ray of your body.
1: He's firing radiation at you or at various buildings around Metropolis. Right. The whole town must be a hot zone by
0: now. Right. Which would lead you to believe that they're th- ha- he he's probably killed a couple dozen people <laughs> from radiation poisoning. Yeah. No, when you get when I get my teeth X-rayed at the dentist, they put that giant vest on you so that you prote- they right. protect you from they're supposed to protect you from radiation. That's in a dentist's office. Superman... (laughs) They take precautions there. Superman's just flying around, x-raying this person's (laughs) stuff, x-raying this car, exposing people to the... You mean to... You expect me to believe that's how this happens. Apparently. (laughs) But
1: that's basically the resolution is Superman and Supergirl fly back to Smallville. They x-ray all of the tentacles out of the people, at which point the Reverend, uh, his skin bursts, and he turns into a... Slightly different giant tentacle monster, and he and the first tentacle monster thing uh, fight Superman and Supergirl, and Superman rips him in half. Didn't know he could regenerate, by the way. He just, just tears him in half, and then yeah, they X-ray him into uh, into submission, and
0: thus ends our story. No explanation of how this monster got to Earth. Nope. No, there's a throwaway line about from. Doc, Reverend Howell slash the Unity Monster where he says they've been doing this for thousands of years and thousands of yeah. planets or, or societies before them will fall. There's no explanation. How did this monster get to Earth? No. Where did this Reverend come from? Why did they choose Smallville, Kansas of all right. places to begin their diabolical takeover plan? Yeah, just it, it, there's a lot of
1: happenstance. And you know what they could have done to at least make this slightly less everything? Yes. This could have been Starro. Yeah, yes. Like this could have they there are existing characters in the DC universe that are alien parasites that attach themselves to humans and other creatures and try to slowly like turn the entire world into their like their own private army. Like that's those characters exist. Starro exists in the comics. He shows up later in the uh, Batman Beyond. Um so it's like the char- so it's not like oh we can't use Starro for some reason. It's like they just chose not to and instead use this like nameless, faceless, tentacle monster thing. And yeah, Superman defeats it by X-raying it.
0: It was bad. It's it's <laughs> I, I don't know. I went in when you go in with low expectations, the, the the general thought is, this can't be as bad as I think it's going to be. Right. If
1: you expect it to be one of the worst episodes you've ever watched, you kind of think, okay, maybe it'll end up just kind of being middle of the road at least, or maybe it'll surprise you in some
0: way. And uh, It th- surprised me at how incredibly <laughs> dumb Well, that's the thing. Stupid w- it, was. it was worse. It was worse than I expected. It wasn't just a bad story. It was dumb yeah and it was it was like the final scene where the reverend turns into the giant monster, and then the other monster is like trying to come join him, but they don't ex- like why the other thing is all of a sudden mobile and is running around so there's two giant tentacle monsters now yeah what <laughs> and if i like there's stuff shooting out of people 's throats now to people 's stomachs now to people's heads and mm-hmm. Looks like Todd McFarlane's Spider-Man webbing shooting out (laughs) everywhere. And people are pale and zombie-like. But, like, I don't know if this was supposed to be a commentary on organized religion. I don't know if this was supposed to be a commentary on anything. I don't know where this... This was written by... This, this is written. This
1: is co-written. There were two writers. Two two guys thought this up. Right, as as well as like everybody else who would have had to like sign off on it and right. done a script, done the scripting and, and 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 typing for it and animated it and everything. Right. Yes, Paul Dini and Rich Fogel wrote this episode together. Apparently, Paul Dini, mind you, the guy that wrote the Emmy Award-winning "Heart <laughs> of Ice" episode, and who knows how many other classics like. Right, dozens and dozens of other great episodes of Batman and Superman and
0: Batman Beyond, and you're allowed, like you said, you said before we went on the air, no one's batting a thousand. Right, and you're gonna have a miss here or there, but this doesn't feel. This feels like you you came up to the plate. And didn't strike out. You came to the plate ready to play football. <laughs>
1: like you're You wearing came, f- up, <laughs> came to the plate, you somehow swung and missed and hit yourself in the
0: balls. Right. Like, what, it- like, what was he even trying to do up there? It doesn't even make any sense. Oh my gosh. This is so bad. I think we need to get to our scores. Because All right. We could literally talk about how bad this is for quite a long time. And we already have. My score, this is going to be... And we talked about this before going on the air, whether or not this is feasible or not. And this is our show, so this is what I'm doing. Yeah. The plot gets a zero. Wow. This is the first... (laughs) <laughs> like I'm gonna get a sound effect for a zero score. I'm gonna figure out maybe like the perfect score sound effect in reverse or like a dying dying version of that. This is this is bad. There is nothing about this episode. I I like the Supergirl stuff at the beginning, but yeah. unfortunately, that is if this had been a five minute episode, I would have would have been better just than twenty. Short? Yeah, yeah, just a short of the Supergirl stuff. Perfect. But twenty two minutes of this crap. <laughs> no. Zero. Zero out of ten, Liam. All right, fair enough. The lowest score in the history... In the history. ...of the DCA review of our My 59 God. episodes. I, Zero. Yeah, I give it one out
1: of ten, so not, not far off from you. Um, it's it's bad, man. Like it's, it's the worst plot of any episode that we've reviewed, and that, that's reflected in our scores, but it's... I, I just keep coming back to... It's not like brave new metropolis dollar in the bed episode jar where like i expect to really like it and it was terrible like i knew this was bad and silly and it was
0: still worse right it's not enjoyable bad it is no not, it is not the let's have fun while we're doing this bad it's just it's bad yeah it's very bad okay moving on let's go to music liam um i don't have anything to say about the <laughs> music there's nothing there's a little Superman a little supergirl and then it's just mood setting music a little frantic oh no Superman has to stop the monster again yeah three out of ten
1: yeah I went four out of ten like it's it's it it does it's not a f- super offensive but there's nothing great about it either and when everything else is bad or weird or dumb in the episode you could have used music to really. At least bring up the bring up the average a little bit, and it kind of it kind of hangs back, unfortunately.
0: All right, nothing else to add to that. Let's talk about animation. Okay, I'm going to preface this by saying the animation, for what it's worth, was fine. There's uh, our director.
1: Yeah, it's a, uh, a Japanese man named Shinichi Suji, who I assume was brought in because of the tentacle monster I'm like and that sounds racist as hell I know and I apologize but I can't imagine why else because I that that name I'm pretty good with at least recognizing names that I see repeatedly mm-hmm. and there are certainly other Japanese people who work on these shows that do a great job but I've never heard this man and certainly not as a as a series director like you think of of the butch Luke' Kurt gate as Dan Reba's uh, those type of names or the usual directors you know james tucker comes in a little later on as well obviously um so i assume shinichi suji was brought in for his expertise in because it's sort of an eastern animation thing to have the giant monster with all the tentacles and
0: correct and all you need to do is watch the sequence where the reverend transforms into the spider tentacle monster yeah and it's clearly very i i looked over you i said oh we're watching an anime <laughs> it's there's there's even a close-up shot of the reverend right before you see the tentacle come out of him the first time and his teeth they show his teeth like a close-up of his face and his teeth are su- it like the yeah. expression on his face is straight out of a japanese animation yeah it's not it's not your normal typical
1: the reverend. The reverend in this episode has a vibe I can only describe as rapey. It's um, it's bad. It's he's real cre- creepy, which I guess is kind of the point. Yeah, he's supposed and, to be creepy. Which so we wanted to say all of that to say, technically, the animation in this episode is pretty good. I would agree. Like I mean, there's some stuff like some of the the characters are I think are a little off model, especially Supergirl and ma kent i felt looked weird in this episode Yes,
0: her eyes are very bizarre yeah
1: there's so, so there's some weird stuff but for the most part the actual the action itself i think is pretty well animated and everything
0: but right it's a big but
1: so i want to say i wanted to say that to say just because it's technically good doesn't mean that you, we're necessarily always going to enjoy it and so i have to say I hated the visuals of this episode. The animation itself is fine and even good, but the visuals of this I hated.
0: Yeah. Yeah, same. Yeah, that like their visuals are interesting, but I didn't I didn't want to I didn't want to see them. I was tired of seeing things come out of people. Yeah. I was tired of seeing people's mouths open and eyeballs dilate and stuff shoot out of them I was tired of seeing that when the skin starts to rip on like that ch- whole yeah. transformation and then that when Superman rips the monster apart like it just made my skin crawl yeah, it comes creepy then the monster like is crushing him trying to reform and he pops out of it in like this goo liquid like yeah. it was just it was gross it was gross I didn't like it <laughs> didn't enjoy it hated it with I give I gave it a 2 out of 10 because the technical animation isn't bad, but I hated the visuals. Hated them. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I went 3 out of 10, so not, not a lot of difference there. I. It's such... A, it's just an unpleasant thing to watch. It's not fun, creepy, and, like, I mean, I'm not a horror movie guy anyway, but there are certain episodes know. that play on, like, more horror elements that I've enjoyed of this of of these various series. So it's not as though oh it's just I don't like horror stuff. It's like no, it was specifically this stuff was weird and I didn't like it and yeah, it was it was bad. It was bad and the scores reflect that.
0: Absolutely. All right, our final category of the day is going to be our voice actors who The best I can say, and we'll let you run down our cast characters, Yeah. the best I can say about this is this was the thing that was least offensive in this episode. (laughs) I think that there's not a lot of good dialogue. It's a lot of... I told you, I feel like Dennis Haysbert is the one who does the heavy lifting (laughs) in this episode.
1: He does all the exposition, basically, about what the alien parasites are and why you can't just rip it out of them, basically.
0: Right, and... 5 out of 10. It's fine. <laughs> the voices are fine. We'll talk about the guest stars. 5 out of 10 was my score.
1: Yeah, I went 4 out of 10. Our, as far as guest stars go, as you mentioned, Dennis Haysbert is unnamed Dr. Man. Uh, you have uh, Jason Marsden, the future snapper, Carr, as Carr's friend Owen, who's just kind of like this geeky kid who gives her comic books at the start of the episode and then is uh, you know infected with the Unity Parasite. in in, you know when she comes back to Smallville. And then we had, yeah, playing uh the Reverend slash uh Unity is is Steven Root, who is famously in Office Space and Dodgeball and uh you know, several other things. He's a Voice on King of the Hill.
0: Just Friends. Couple couple yeah, you you know him he's yeah.
1: Yeah, so yeah, he's a famous guy, you would definitely know him if you saw him if you don't recognize the name and I, I I guess for what's asked of him, he does a fine job. I don't I don't have a lot of complaints about him mm-hmm. beyond just what we've already covered in visuals and plot. Like he's just yeah, he's doing his job. He plays a creepy preacher man. It's like creepy. he does his job well, and then yeah, outside of that, you you have uh, you know Mike Mike Farrell and and Shelley Fabares as, as Jonathan and Martha Kent, who are just kind of there, and it's. Like I think voice acting is maybe the least offensive part uh, of our four main categories here, mm-hmm. but I still don't think it was very good. So yeah, like I said, four out of ten. Uh, it's they're they're fine for what's asked of them, but it's just you know the plot and the visuals and everything just kind of bring this bring bring the average for the whole class down.
0: All right, well I think that brings us to our fu- oh
1: wait. Yes, but that's, that's not the no, usual bonus point
0: sound. No, this isn't a bonus point sound. Actually, this is a this is a <laughs> what do I call this is it? A point deduction. This, this is a point deduction sound, <laughs> Liam. Um, another first. We told you this would be a historic episode. So this episode gets a point deduction for me because as a, as it's standing right now, this episode has reached double digits. And I don't think it deserves that. I don't think it deserves double digits for a final score. <laughs> and the reason I would say that is, at the very end of this, we were discussing this. We didn't discuss our score specifically, but we were discussing our thoughts on this before we went on the air. We both had the realization, or both had... I had the realization that this episode is an episode of a children's cartoon. And we, <laughs> we talk about that all the time. Yeah. And we we sometimes give have to give the cartoon a break because, you know... Alright, it's a 22 minute episode of kids cartoon Okay, so happenstance happens And you have to have some fun and wacky chicanery that happens right. for Sometimes plots. we need to
1: learn lessons about climbing on power lines and things like that Children
0: and guns and all that, right, yeah. exactly Or sometimes the storyline of Alfred chasing the kid around in, the, in Wayne Manor The orphan right. kid around in Wayne Manor is funny enough to redeem... Or, you know, to to give a higher score in one area of the plot of an otherwise abysmal episode. Yeah. This episode is a children's cartoon. Can you imagine, and you don't have to imagine, because you already mentioned, you got banned from watching this because <laughs> of how horrific so much of the stuff in this episode yeah. is. Yeah. What are, what are you doing? How I'm, did this, first of all, how did half of this stuff make it past the, like, how did this make it past like the pitch phase? I like. Oh my gosh, I can't. Why? Wh- what about this? Is any any redeeming cat like? Supergirl ba- and Superman basically beat this thing by happenstance because there happens to be a, a truck full of gas can- canisters. Yeah, that they're able to blow up one monster. And then Superman rips the other monster apart. Yeah. Like that's what that's what we learned here.
1: Yeah, they jawsed the one monster. They throw a gas container into it and then blow it up. Uh, I,
0: but yeah, it gets a negative point for me. I'm taking a point <laughs> away from this thing because it's it. That's incredible. It's a children's cartoon, and there's I would never show this to a child. No, I wouldn't show this to an adult. No, it's so I, bad. But, but
1: that's maybe the thing. It's like I wouldn't show it to a child because. I think it would scar them, and I wouldn't show it to an adult because I would be embarrassed. Like,
0: <laughs> so do we even need to discuss rewatchability? This is no. this is a burn it, bury the episode. If you can, we request that DC Universe takes this off the <laughs> streaming service, please. I'd
1: like it stricken from the canon. Yes, nothing. I need anymore. I need the DCAU timeline, guys. I need Maddie to figure out a way to make this episode not canon.
0: Please, please, this is so awful. All right, so that brings us to our final scores, Liam. With that point deduction, it brings me to a final score of nine. Jesus, <laughs> out of forty, which somehow seems way too high. <laughs> nine yeah. out of forty. Uh, yeah, I'm a little
1: bit higher on my on mine, uh, a twelve out of forty. Still, uh, for both of us, clearly the lowest score we've ever given anything. It beats my previous record of uh, of fear of victory by one point, and you knocked yours down by like six or seven points lower than fear of victory. So
0: it's and it's funny before when we were we didn't discuss what we were giving our scores, but we were like, Can't, you know, I don't know if this is worse than fear of victory. But then by the time you were done scoring, you're like, well, it's it's a lower score than fear of victory. Yeah, which is just crazy. Yeah,
1: and I think something like fear of victory, it shows you like the power of like sometimes that the music can add. Yep. You know, the scarecrow theme maybe saved the fear of victory score from being even lower. So, uh, you know, you I <laughs> guess I guess the best thing I can say is that this episode has made me appreciate the good episodes of Superman and of all of these DCAU shows, you know, you know, I was thinking about stuff we might do down the line. You know, Zeta Project doesn't seem so bad now, you know. <laughs> Season one of Static Shock doesn't seem so daunting anymore now that I've seen this Unity episode. Like, well, how how could it possibly how could they possibly be any worse? That I mean,
0: it's going to take something historic. <laughs> we know if that. if we
1: ever have an episode that's ranked lower than this, I will be legitimately shocked.
0: Me too. It's going to take something. Real bad.
1: So, uh, if for no other reason than that, we appreciate you tuning in today to hear a a little piece of history.
0: Absolutely. And as we're wrapping up here, we thank you for listening. If you do have, if you have thoughts on this episode, you think maybe we're, we're being a little too hard on this episode. Maybe you I can't imagine that you like this episode. Maybe you appreciate this episode. I don't know. I thought maybe people didn't like Fear of Victory, too, but we had a lot of stuff from that. So tweet Liam. He runs our Twitter account. He's at DCAU Review. Always sending out good stuff there. We'd love to hear your feedback on on this and what your memories of this episode are. If you've watched it recently, anything else that we missed that was a plot hole or didn't make any sense, what are your thoughts on the X-ray vision projection as a way to defeat this thing please send us that feedback we'd love to hear hear about it also don't forget check out the archives dcaureview.com where you can check out a bunch of those other episodes that we talked about today some of our other lower ranked episodes this is definitely going to be uh, lumped in there I'll have to create a new category for worst episodes or something like <laughs> sounds that sounds good yeah that way people can find them all together but uh, yeah thank you for tuning in today and I'm Cal and I'm Liam and we'll talk to you on the next episode of the DCAU Review goodbye Got it, <laughs> <laughs>